Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. It is Ashley. Ben will be joining us later in the podcast, um, but I wanted to start with an interview with one of this week's rejects, uh, Blake. So I'm going to be doing an interview with Blake, and then Ben will join us for the Bachelorette recap and headlines. We have so much to discuss, including the fact that Ben, the other Ben, Ben Smith, was eliminated in what I would say was a shock elimination. This brought me back to my like American Idol days. I did not see this coming. But I can't say that I'm really upset by it, to be quite honest. And I'll let you know all about that when we get to the recap. But first off, let's get Blake on the line. Hey, Blake. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm good now. I'm good now. I'm relaxed. I saw it all play out last night, and now I can kind of take a deep breath and soak it all in. Were you worried about your exit at all? Like you said, take a deep breath. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, that was really the first time that I was going to spend a decent amount of time with a lead. It, it came really late. Right. So finally sitting down and having those meaningful conversations for a longer period, you just never know what it's going to look like or what you're going to look like. Mm-hmm. For the most part, people had seen me do some pretty risque type things. And so, uh, yeah, so this is a, this is a different type of episode and one that I've been looking for. I wanted to happen earlier. Just of course it did. Speaking of risque, what overcame you to think that you should <sighs> sculpt a penis during that okay. okay, okay. See, like, I knew this was coming, and that's okay. <laughs> okay, first off, uh, I think I was just like, hey, what's important to me? What's been missing in my life for a long period of time? And, you know, <laughs> since my... What's been wait, missing in my life? Okay. Wait, okay. wait, okay. wait. Okay. And, you know, since my ex-girlfriend, which was about two years ago, like, it had been a long time since I've had sex and love and so you know i wanted to be bold and talk about things that um people are scared to talk about and people are scared to talk about the topic of like sex and so um i wanted to tell her something that you know um listen it's been two years something i really miss in my life is something meaningful and sex is important in a relationship and so um i basically just tried to describe the difference between just having physical sex and something that i miss the difference in being I miss sex and love and like that passion and having that connection with somebody and you know that didn't make it to air but yeah. it was it wasn't fully me just hey look what I can do no it wasn't that there was more deeper meaning to it and um unfortunately it just didn't play out that way okay no but I love that we get an explanation now and that's why it's so great to talk to people when they get off the show speaking of you know honestly like sex and nudity and all that stuff how did you guys react to ben stripping down in that moment like did that feel odd to you guys the way it did for us as an audience we got to know more about the background as to why that was possible you know was more meaningful than it seemed in the moment but for you guys as a group of his peers like how did that feel yeah you know ben's a very uh deep guy he's he's got a lot of thoughts going up in those in that head and he's very very emotional and um 
he felt like that was the best way to express himself at the time. Did I see it coming? No, but it's something that he would do. And um, the thing is, when it comes down to it, I don't know if anyone else in that room would have done that. Maybe aside from me, because I've been naked probably three times by that, by that, spot, <laughs> by that point. But, but uh, no, like, listen, when it comes down to it, if you're coming on this show and you're going to be surface level, you're not getting anywhere. Um, you got to show yourself not necessarily in that way all the time, but you've got to be able to uh, risk things. And that was a risky thing to do, but she loved it. He did the right thing. Um, I didn't see it coming, but it was a great move. One of the risky things you did up front was DM Claire about mm. you DM'd her checking in on her mom and like how she was doing dur- during like the real lockdowns of the spring. And I think like most of the audience just thought that was the sweetest gesture of you. We really liked that. Did you feel like you were running a risk when you did that? Or were you just truly like, this is more important than my time on the show? If for some reason they kicked me off. Yeah, no, you know what? That's the thing. Up until that point, I had followed Claire for a while. So I listened to her podcast. I listened to her uh, talk about her mom. I saw her post. I knew how meaningful it was to her. So yeah, it would have been different if I reached out and was like, hey, you're hot. Can't wait to see you. Like, no, I wasn't going to do that. I knew that it was taking a risk and sending her something. Mm-hmm. But I think if it was genuine and meaningful the way that it was and seeing how emotional and she's like, she's mature. She wasn't going to take that and throw it in my face. Although she made it seem like that on night one when she brought it up. I was like, oh, God, is she about to wrap me out right now? Like, <laughs> this is not happening. But um, no, I knew that she would appreciate it. Um, and, uh, and she did. And I, I'm glad that I did that. Because up until that point, I've been like, not obsessing, but like I convinced myself that Claire was going to be the one for me. And I want to start showing her that in some way and showing her how genuine I was. And so um, I, I had my hand over the send button for a long time and I would, er- I would erase it and be like, no, I can't do this. And then I, I, br- I, I bring it back and, be like, and then I was just like, send. And then I'm, oh, shoot. <laughs> you and like, you're just you're staring on, at On Instagram, you can unsend if they haven't. I know, but I know, but they saw, she saw it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, God. Yeah. You, you know, since you're staring at your phone, I couldn't sleep all night. Be like, I don't know if that was a good idea, but it ended up being a good idea. So, so she didn't it. respond. She did end up responding. She did respond and just said, listen, honestly, I really, really appreciate um, uh, what you did there. And I'll take uh, genuine, being genuine uh, and being kind over taking a risk any day or something like that. That's amazing. I knew that she, like, she is the kind of personality that would receive that really well. Uh, I, I I hear that you say, you say you did a lot of research on her. Were you a fan of The Bachelor (laughs) beforehand or were you just kind of like, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to get to know this girl as best as I can and her interests yes. beforehand? It, it would have been um, such a disservice to her if I fully knew it was going to be her for four months mm-hmm. and I sat back and just like waited to get there and just hope for the best. You know, I wanted to make something that was potentially going to work in the end. And so in doing that and knowing that, I wanted to know everything about her because I wanted to be, have the potential to make it to the end and then take off the way that Dale and her have. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to know everything about her. It would be a disservice to her. I wanted to show her that I was invested. She talked on every live, every podcast, and you could see the emotion, feel, hear the emotion and how she was ready for this. And it's her time. And I wasn't going to be one to disappoint her. So I dove in and um, I don't regret that at all. 
It's interesting because The Bachelor, like having one-on-one dates or like even time on The Bachelor can be awkward because there's not a lot of things to spark conversation. So I love the fact that you did research so that you like had all these different interests of her that you could discuss with her that was like personal instead of talking about like, oh my gosh, this bubble, like how weird of an environment it is. Like I think like people (laughs) use that as like crutch conversations about like what they're doing in the actual moment, but it's hard to like get beyond the bubble in these conversations because like everything you'd ask is so random, right? You're like, Oh, should I ask about how the, the fact that she loves hot, like hot tubs and saunas, yeah, like, yeah. I would, but like, I wouldn't, how would that come up on the show? So, yeah. You know, yeah. It, you know, I, I would say that to be honest, I, I think you could probably get that from her too. If you ever talked to her is that I never came in with a surface level conversation. I knew that um, everything had to be meaningful and deep. And you know, that also kind of sucks too when you're let go by two women on national TV after coming out and giving them everything, like everything you're thinking, the deepest things, the most vulnerable things and being let go like that is so much harder than just dating someone on the street where, you know, it's usually surface level in, in reality, but here you can't do that. You have to dive in. Um, and we never had really surface level conversations. So it was always meaningful things, deep things. Um, it was easy for me to have though, because when you're invested in like passion or something and really believe in something like here it all is like, I'm going to trust you with all this stuff. And, um, she was really receptive to everything. And uh, we had some great conversations that just didn't, didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Well, let's talk about that. So you, you seem very invested in Claire. We saw you with, I would say like it was you, Dale and Jason that like mm-hmm. were the only ones that stood out with Claire. But yeah. then when she left, it seemed like you had a pretty easy transition to Tasha. Why do you feel that was so? Um, because first off, right, I, I had convinced myself that I really, really was into Claire before actually meeting her. And although we got along and like we had connections, we had kissed and done these things, like the energy didn't feel that great. Okay. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you're on the show for the first time. You're like, is this just kind of feel odd because it's the show? Like, what kind of is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she came in and basically just cut us all off at once and we didn't see it coming and she wasn't giving us the time of day in a way. Um, it was easy to just like, be like, okay, well, listen, if this is actually how it's going to go, this is, it's going to be easy for me to just be like, okay, I'm not going to give you kind of the time of day or have an even another thought in my mind moving forward when I know that there's another great potential person coming in and I can focus and transfer that energy and those thoughts and that mental space to her moving forward. And you know, once you, once you meet Tasha, I'm sure you probably spoke to her she's you 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 just gravitate like you just like it's impossible not so it's like it gave you like this new like wow okay I'm so glad this is who it is because and she did that for everybody everyone felt like they had a connection with her it was wild everyone came back being like oh my god and I'm like hey we're in trouble here because (laughs) we didn't we, we didn't have that feeling with Claire because we just it wasn't the same energy and she brought something that was different and it was it was nice because the guys really deserved it at that point. Totally understandable. Okay, mm-hmm. so you do talk in your last episode about how you felt like your chemistry, your relationship with Tasha was building slowly, like you were you were late to mm-hmm. building it, but you did feel like it was happening. Was there anything that we saw, like a spark moment that we didn't get to see on TV or that felt more meaningful than um, maybe it appeared on TV? Um, you know... You know, what's, what's unfortunate is I think you didn't really get to see a lot of the slow progression in the conversations throughout, like, the group dates at night and those things where, you know, we would leave those conversations and I would feel so good about making that small step. Mm-hmm. And it was the little things and she would let me know those things. She'd be like, listen, like, 
I wrote you off as one thing in the beginning. And every time I speak to you, I get a whole new layer and like you surprise me every time. And it sucked because I could feel some of the tension in a way where she would take in this information, but I still had that red flag over my head where it's like, this guy just had a connection with Claire. How much am I really going to give him? How much of my time and how much of my mental space mm -hmm. am I going to give him? So, you know, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of those conversations, I think, throughout the way, because it would have made more sense for our one-on-one -on -one and why it got as emotional as it did. Um, yeah, there wasn't, I think, one big moment. I think it was just a realization for her at the end when she realized that she was letting me go, that she wasn't fully sure because it was a time thing and that she didn't know that she was necessarily making the right decision in the moment. And maybe she was conflicted. Um, it's hard to say. She was very emotional when you left. So that wasn't a surprise to you. Um, it was emotional. It surprised me the emotional, how that she got as emotional as she did, like basically watching it back yeah. and make taking a step back and, and looking at it from an outside in instead of being there. I remember hugging her and she started to tear up and she was you know, saying she was sorry and all those things. And, you know, obviously, as you know, in those moments here, like your mind's going a million different places. So watching it back, like you could really soak things in. Um, it makes sense to me though, because I feel like she started to see all those things and, and the connection came, the connection that we needed came on the last day, like the, the absolute last potential moment. And it was like, this sucks. Even if this happened like last week, there would have been more time to, it just, I felt like she felt the same way. And we still kind of got that mental. Um, we ran out of time. There's a connection came too late. There's potentially something there. And I'm emotional because I don't know if I'm making the right decision. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of the way I felt. So uh, it sucked. You're, you're saying during the episode that you, okay, how do I word this? <laughs> okay, so I know this moment. I've done this so many times on the show. Okay. Where it's like, I feel, I feel like feelings, right? But then yes. I'm kind of being like, I'm being asked questions that make me feel like I should be more affirmed in these feelings than I really am or like that the other person is feeling stronger than I towards me than I really think they am they are and I feel like you may have done that a little bit in that final date because were you really imagining being in hometowns or were you kind of just like yeah like I'm feeling hopeful and I'm gonna speak out of the positive side of my mouth instead of like the more cautious side yeah uh, you know going into that one-on-one -on -one, she had she had four one-on-ones five one-on-ones before then mm -hmm. four of which she made strong connections with and i i could feel those like i could feel that i wasn't on that same level Definitely. at that moment with those guys so going in i was like yeah but like this one-on-one is like time that I can fully be me and have a day to show me it's a, and like I think I can turn this around on this day and I was fully optimistic if you go into that date thinking I'm gone yeah, you're no. done from the beginning yeah. right you try you want to you want to enjoy your time so I was convincing myself again I was like you had to because and it, and it made the day so fun if I went in there with a different mindset it would have been weird especially on a deep deep um meaningful date like that with the reiki and stuff if i came in with a wrong a wrong attitude would have been a weird date so i'm glad that i came in the way that i did gotcha gotcha totally understand um so speaking of that date kind of kind of awkward right uh, ben and i were talking on last night's episode about how like he with his fiance or me with my husband <laughs> like if i had to in front of people sit on his lap stare in his eyes and like breathe like right into his face like i don't even know that we would feel like super comfortable and then you got you went and got a boner like was that just like a 
awkward to watch on TV oh, with your family? Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, listen. Like, understandable yo, though. Like, we all get it. Like, seriously, Jared was watching. And he's like, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah yeah listen okay like she was on my lap and like we got really intimate in that moment Mm -hmm. and um it's really hard to explain um that feeling in that moment I guess I showed it a little bit but um (laughs) no like (laughs) um yeah it was a little it was a little awkward watching that back now listen I think that the shorts just made it look like that okay I don't know if I was as charged up as mm-hmm. uh it may have been there but... was a black box and everything and like we don't even know what could be under the black box it could be a nothing it could be a big yes. thing you know, you know yeah, what I mean. yes yeah well just, I mean realistically in the in the time if it was really uh, Eiffel Towering there I probably <laughs> would have covered it up but uh yeah We'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, I, yeah. well, before we let you go, I do want to ask you a couple more like macro questions about the season so far. Kenny told us last week that Bennett really never broke character. He was just like always in the Harvard gentleman mode. So can you confirm or deny? Is that him all the time? Yeah. Yeah. He like, what you see is what you get. Like there is no, there was no change from start to uh, start to end. Um, exactly what you saw. Like I can't really expand on that too much more. He, he, um, he is him like that. And he plays a character, but it also, it's a character, but he also is that like, that's what he is. Maybe he plays into a little bit more. Sure. But um, what you see is what you get with him. Um, you know, I think there's a, as of late, there's a lo- lot of love hate with him, but uh, people love him, love him because he is what it is. And he'll stand by that. And he knows it just like Noah does the same thing. He's very himself, doesn't care what you think. And so uh, I can see why you're up. You can be such a flip flop on either side, either love or you hate or love or hate. And, it makes sense for those two. Um, tell us about the quarantining process. Uh, in the beginning, um, how many days did you guys have alone in your hotel rooms? How many days did we have in our hotel rooms with the quarantine? Yeah, like a- alone before the show started. A long time. Uh, <laughs> like a, so- a long time. <laughs> like I, I was like when we when we got out of there, it was like thank God. Like it was it was really really painful to to do and especially with the tension the anticipation of like never doing this before and like you know we didn't have really anyone really stop by or anything you're literally like fully quarantined and uh they were overly safe and i hated it but they did a really good job of making sure that we could do the season the way that we did it uh, in a safe way so when jared and i went to go visit we were quarantined for four days we like could have what could we get? Do we really allowed to have like masked visitors on like the night of day three or something? You guys had longer yeah, than this. Way longer than that. Okay. Like I was going, I was going mental and like, you know, I, I feel bad for the guys that actually came in late to the season that had to do it even longer than we did. But um, yeah, it was, it was way more intense than I thought it was going to be. And that's the thing, right. From up in Canada, like it wasn't at that point, like COVID was, it, it's a thing there, but it's not, the same intensity as in this is it in the states, so I can see why it was taken as seriously as it is in the states. And um, yeah, it was it was very nice to get out and see everybody. That's for sure. See, that was usually the time for us. Like during a regular season of The Bachelor, you are still quarantined. Like you're still in a hotel room, right? And you can't leave without there being a chaperone bringing you to a photo shoot or an interview or anything. But it's nice because immediately, like right off the bat, the first hour that you're there, you start getting visitors and getting to know the producers, and they're just like so easy to get along with, and you're making friends and you're feeling you like you belong. So it must have been like really scary 
And yes, g- going mental makes a lot of sense. Do you, did you guys get your phones or computers at all during that time? Or did they take the phones like normal? Everything's completely gone. It probably would have ran the exact same way that it did with, with your season, except it was just extended and just like no visitors or anything. It was rough. Uh, it was, it was really rough. Uh, we, you know, again, I, I was uh, around on that first setting to go around to see Claire in March. So I went through that regular process. Oh, so you understand. Yeah. So I understand that it was, and this was not that. Like we really, oh, need, things were different this time around for sure. And wow. Much okay. Okay. So um, I also wanted to know whether they flew your family out to be a possible hometown date. And if you know how they did that, if your family didn't do that. I don't know. I fully don't know. My family didn't end up going. Um, obviously, but, uh, I don't know any of those details, so I couldn't, couldn't get you that, but, um, I would assume that they went through something similar to yourself. Yeah. Okay. When you left, if the show were to end that day, who would you think Taisha was going to end up with? If the show was to end that day, that day, that day, uh, Okay, I, I think wanna, if, I, I know that you guys have big group guy threads and like you know who wins. So I don't want I want to know who that day. Okay. Okay, that day I think she would have wanted to pick Brendan. Okay. I think that's what who she liked the most at that time. Um but I feel like I feel like Zach would have probably been the best suited. Zach is my front runner to win as that's yeah. that's my front runner win. I feel like he's yeah. just it's more complete there. Okay. I don't even like the question do you want to go on paradise? Because I feel like people who say no are big fat liars. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not I'm not saying no. What okay. I'll say to that is so what I'll say to that is is that you know, I came into this experience fully invested and looking for something. I'm in a place in my life that I'm not here to play around anymore. I don't want to date. I don't want, like, I'm looking for something. And so if someone comes around that connects all the dots and checks all the boxes for me, then you won't see me in paradise by the time that that, you know, comes about in the summer. If I'm, if I'm single by that time, mm-hmm. then there's a probably good chance you'll see me there, but um, I'm actively looking for my person. So um, I'm not, setting things aside or changing my life. I'm living normally again and looking for somebody. So um, it's probably a 50-50. Gotcha. And who in the franchise would you hope to get a date with if you were there? This is, see, this is difficult because like, I throw, it's hard to say that like, I feel like there's going to be multiple seasons to choose from and we don't really, I mean, I you, can, ant- yeah. you can anticipate some, right? That you might have a feeling, but um, I think it just in terms of the franchise, like really I'm looking for someone who's like-minded ready uh in the same mental space as me same like part of their life where they're ready for something um there's some girls that stand out for sure to me in that way we need names blake we need names uh i'll give you a couple but i really don't know anything really about them but i'll give you some and and these are just uh no more than that i think um these people are just kind of stand out because they are more than just good looking like i i see i like that uh kendall long has an interest in like a lot of like the animals and like loves that kind of thing because I think we connect on that way and she's cute. I, Annie Dorfman's just because she's got her shit together and like it's Annie Dorfman, she's got it all figured out. Um, I don't know, Christina Shulman's really good looking, but I don't know anything about her. So, like, there's girls that like I'm definitely have an eye on in a way, but I don't know if we'll ever see them in paradise, so who knows. 
Awesome. I love your, I love your choices. My yeah. last question is just tell us a little bit about your job. You are a wildlife manager in Ontario, Canada, and you work with <laughs> endangered species. So tell us the <laughs> coolest animals you work with and like how you create these amazing bonds with the animals. Okay. So uh, the way that it kind of played out is, so I, I do a lot of volunteer work with more of the endangered species thing. So um, last year I went to Africa and worked uh, with rhinos. Um, this year I'm going back to Africa and I, um, hoping to set up a little bit more of an experience. I've kind of been in contact with a couple of organizations to do more work uh, in the wildlife field and wildlife conservation field. So um, looking to pair up with an organization that basically has purchased this big piece of land in Africa, uh, 150,000 acres. It's been basically, the wildlife has been decimated by poaching. So we're looking to put basically plants together, anti-poaching uh, programs to restore the wildlife there, uh, and then go and visit some other sanctuaries and things and just lend a hand where people need it because out in Africa, that's a, a big problem with poaching crisis out there. So um, that's more volunteer type work that I do here. It's actually more just human wildlife conflict in terms of pest and wildlife management in urban settings. So if you get something in your attic, I could, you could call me and I'd be like, like I hear some in my attic. These are the size of the poops. I hear them this, <laughs> I hear them this time of night. Like I could walk you through that type of thing. Um, uh, so it's, it's more pest and wildlife uh, related, uh, in this setting back home okay. um but uh it's a combination of things and i'm slowly starting to transition more into the uh, wildlife conservation space on a larger scale hopefully overseas and over in africa so basically in school when i was living in a dorm and i went to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and i saw a bat flying directly at me through <laughs> the hallway in a very dracula like manner you would be there to save me <laughs> i would yeah and we would be saving it we'd be putting it outside Yay! and doing all yeah good yeah. yeah yeah they've got they've got white nose syndrome and they're endangered right now really bats yeah we could have a whole chat on wildlife one day that's that's really fun okay well if we ever get to do an in-depth with you we would love to do that so blake thanks for joining us it's been really fun watching you on the show and um, we hope to see you more in paradise awesome thanks for having me appreciate it okay bye bye what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. 
This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, it looks like Ben is able to join the pod now. I know he had a conference today. I'm excited to get him on. Hey, Ben. What's up, Ashley? Hey, pumped to be here. What an episode we had to break down. Uh, Ashley, I I think it's always worked best here recently because these episodes have been so action-packed. To break down the episode first and then do Bachelor Headlines at the very end. What do you think? Let's do it in that manner again. Sweet. Well, Ashley, we have hometown dates uh, this week. Zach, Ivan, Ben, and Brendan are uh, the men left. This is a big episode. It's never been done this way, but obviously, um, I, I want to start talking about it this way. I really loved how Chris Harrison walks into the room and tells the men before the dates who's actually going to be there. Yeah, that was cool because it was a surprise for them. And I also love the fact that it was, is it weird? I think it was more personal that mm-hmm. they had to do something makeshift. I yeah. think like, Everything about shooting in one location has kind of been a positive this season. It's just made everything more relatable, more real feeling. I would and, agree. Like, more creative. And it, like it, it makes it seem like they need to like add an extra little bit of effort, which I have appreciated. That's an interesting point you bring up. Like I really loved how they had to create their dates. Uh, it was more personal. However, I think it's been great for this season. I think it's going to be great for Matt's season. However, I don't know if I want to do it long term. Yeah. You know, it's good for now. They've done a great job with what they've had. I just don't know that for the next 10 seasons, if I want to see it in one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I totally agree with you. All right. So let's get into Brendan, who had his brother, Daniel, and his wife and his niece there. His niece kind of plays a role throughout the entire, you know, portion of his, which was so cute. She was at the carnival with him. He said that there's a lot of carnivals in his small town. So they played a lot of, you know, carnival games. It was adorable, very playful. Uh, I think it was great to see Brendan's fatherly side come out especially since Tasha talks about wanting to have five kids one day i was one i know that his dad passed away and he he talked about that and that's so sad did we find anything about his mom being there or did his mom pass away as well yeah see that was a question i had i i don't know that so maybe that's a good question for our listeners because they uh they find out things sometimes better than anybody can and so listeners out there if you know anything about what happened to brendan's mom uh it would be fantastic to know um but there, actually, I, I want to bring a point to the top right away. Um, because here's the thing with these guys, and they've been a great group of guys for the most part, um, and a, and a really solid group of gentlemen. Like they've treated each other with respect, especially the guys towards the end. Uh, they've really focused on Tasha. 
But something really cool kind of stood out to me during Brendan's date. And then it kind of led into every date for the most part since his date during hometowns is there's these moments during the date where these men looked at somebody in their life that they loved and respected. Oh, yes. And they looked him in the eyes and they said, I just want you to know how much I care about you and how great you've been to me. And you saw grown men cry through it. Like it's one of the things that we talk about on the show a lot. But I think it's one of those growing moments that happen when you're on the show is you start to miss people that you love. And you also start to realize just how big of a role they had in your life. And I thought that was an incredible thing to each date, but it really stood out to me during Brendan's date and when he talked to his brother. I agree with you there, but I also, like, I don't know that I can say more so on his portion of the date than than Ivan with his no. brother or or Zach with, <laughs> Zach's daddy was so cute. Yeah. His, with his mom too, but we'll talk about Zach in a second. But Brendan's date went well, but if I'm going to be super honest... It was probably the most forgettable for me of all four of them. It mm. could be because it was the first one. Um, but watching this, made, it made me feel like Brendan was the one who had a lesser advantage going into the rose ceremony until we see the ending of Ben's date, which kind of turns things but did, did you feel the same way with brendan i don't know i, I felt could like not disagree with, with you more really it wasn't that i didn't love the family i love the family i yeah. love brendan i think he's so emotional such a sweetheart i just didn't feel the chemistry between tasha and him i was just okay. like um oh, i'm feeling like this connection might be the weakest now i don't disagree with you when it comes to chemistry um okay. i still think he might be kind of the surprise here uh, but right now, as we see it, I, I think Brendan probably has the weakest connection out of any of them. However, uh, this date is memorable to me because I feel like he got a huge advantage. Now, going first is never easy. However, he brings in the niece, and that niece is incredible. So anytime you have somebody that wants five kids and you bring in a niece or a child to hang out for the day and you see how those two interact, like – that is a massive advantage. Like, it is cute every time. Yeah. No, I mean, it was very cute, but I don't think the cute added up enough for me to be thinking about Brendan in the end of things. I actually felt like Ivan was the one who, like, stepped up in this episode. We we knew that Zach's, I think, like, we know the connection with Zach is strong. I think that he's just always been a shoe in for top two. But I thought Ivan, who honestly, as of last night, I wasn't sure who was going to round out this top four, whether it was going to be Ivan or Riley. And then Ivan comes in with this, with the cute cooking date, which I can tell you guys from when we were down there doing the breakfast portion of the grown ass man challenge. Tasha really stressed that cooking is a huge part of her life. It's something that she wants to do with a guy. She wants a guy with a good cook uh, who's a good cook, who's a good cooker. And I'm like, that's like so funny to put on your list of like wishes for a man, good cook. You know, it's like that seems like a nice bonus, but it's very important for her. And I thought that he got a little bump up to me. And then I freaking loved Ivan's dad. He was so cute and. Can we get a confirmation on this? Did he say that he was 80 a couple episodes ago? 
Do you remember he- when they were talking about age difference and like his dad's age and health and stuff? I thought he said he was 80, but I could be completely making up with uh, making that up. His dad looks fantastic. Such a sweet man. Then his mom is adorable. And then his brother came in and, you know, that was a very emotional moment. I just I just feel like that's like a very close knit family. And Tasha loves to see that. Yeah, so you know, Ivan's story was hit home with me. You know, I've I've talked about it. My dad had cancer. Mm-hmm. He's had heart heart failure. Um I I know I know the emotions that that has. Like when you walk through that with a you know, a parent. Now, obviously this season we've we have a lot of stories of these men losing parents or having a disconnect from their families and I really started to feel thrive in there. It also, though, starts to all make sense to me on why he is so wise. He is very mature. Uh, he's very empathetic because he's walked through some like, I don't think you can become wise unless you walk through some stuff in life. And it feels like Ivan's walked through some stuff. And so this hometown date just really felt like, for me, less of a, hey, this is fun and exciting, and more of a, wow, we're really getting to know this man. And this is a good dude. Like, he's a solid, solid guy. Um, You know, Ivan's mom is a little skeptical, which makes – actually, there's a part in the episode that I want to ask you about. Chris Harrison walks in, and he – kind of pumps Ivan up by saying, hey, your mom is here and she's mm-hmm. so excited to be here. Yeah, so cute. I think like you just could tell Harrison liked her. Exactly. But then she's also one of the most skeptical family members that we see in this episode. And skepticism's fine. If you're a parent and you're not a little skeptical of this whole thing, like, you know, that it's fair to be skeptical. So can we talk but about that? Did you? Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. That's okay. what I want to do. No, so- I'm just... Do you think do you think that she showed the excitement that you were expecting based on how Harrison kind of introduced her? Um yeah, actually. Okay, so in the previews, it seemed like she was going to be tough. And then mm-hmm. when I met her, you know, when we met her and she sat down with Tasha, I was like, I love the way she's expressing her skepticism because like she's cautious and like worried for her son and all that, but like not in an angsty way, like not in a, I'm trying to gang up on the lead type way that I did see a little bit from Zach's brother. Like Zach's brother just, you know, came in on the defensive and I like the way that um, Ivan's mom did it with like a little bit more of a gentle approach. Well, uh, Ivan's hometown date was one that I, I just really, really enjoyed watching because we got a whole perspective of who Ivan is, what his family is. Uh, you see his dad and his mom, and you know the story of his dad, as we just talked about. But his brother comes in uh, kind of in a shocking twist, right? He didn't know his brother was going to be there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I'm going to say, like, Ivan's brother, obviously, like, has a story to tell and to see him on the bachelorette is not probably something he ever expected yet. His brother was fantastic. Just the way Ivan and his brother communicated with each other again, for Ivan to look his brother in the eyes and say, you know how much you mean to me. Like those are moments on this show that just like pull my heart out. And like throw it to the heavens. Like it is absolutely beautiful. I agree. I loved it. He they're they're such sweeties. They're definitely an odd couple. You know what I mean? They're very different, but 
there's that family bond there. You can tell how close they are. I also loved as part of Ivan's date that um, his dad sat down with Tasha and was like, you know what? I was divorced as well. And like they had that little moment. And he was like, I was very young. Mm-hmm. How old were you? And then he talked about just, you know, maturing in in, in order to find that right person. And I and just, I like the way that they were like having their own sort of bond. Yeah, there, there's just something like, I, I don't know if I could think of a better word, but warm. like spirit, warm, but like spiritual mm-hmm. about those moments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the sense of it transcended TV, it transcended conversation. When I watched this, I felt something different than I what I usually feel watching this show. Mm-hmm. And that's what I look for in seasons, right? Like, that's what I want is to feel like I am invested. I mean, I would be lying to you if I said that like multiple times during this episode, not that I wept, but like that my eyes didn't get teary because to see two people sitting next to each other at this stage in their lives and say, I love you. I respect you. And then to have his dad sit down with Tasha and say, Hey, I get it. Like you've been divorced, but once I found that right person, I know it was the best thing for me, especially knowing that like, as his dad says this, he also like has had to deal with some health issues Mm -hmm. And know that like, hey, life's not easy. So I don't know, Ash, like Ivan's hometown date. Yeah, I'll just call it spiritual and people hopefully will know what I'm talking about. Like it transcended these moments. Yeah, this whole this whole episode proved to me that it's like probably one of the most emotional seasons we've ever watched. And Tasha's has been an abbreviated, abbreviated season too. So it's it's been good. I've really, really enjoyed myself. Should we go back to Zach, which was probably the date that like I felt the most butterflies on behalf of the couple and that I felt I didn't cry, but I did like feel like a a swelling, (laughs) a welling, a welling uh, during this date. And I think it's just because this family was so cute, like how sweet were the parents, just like so real and authentic and um Zach's Zach just being so happy and just talking about how his family's never seen him like this and them telling Tasha like wow like this is a whole this is like the best of Zach right and you bring it out in him so I don't know I, I loved this date his his brother yeah was hard on her but you know whatever <laughs> that happens like you get that why that happens yeah there is. There's a lot of skepticism that comes into this whole experience, and I understand why, especially when you have a brother who knows Zach's past, right? He doesn't know the conversations that Tasha and Zach have had. Yeah. He doesn't know how open Zach has been with her, and so he's coming in going, hey, I know where Zach has been. I know that he's had moments in his life that have been really hard for him, and I'm hesitant to just like jump into this being like, okay, this is all good, knowing that like his brother's fragile in a lot of ways. Like He's He's been through some stuff. Again, that's where wisdom comes from. Um, I, I guess I've never had this experience. And I want to hear from you on what your take is. I've I've had low moments in my life. And I've had friends who've had low moments. I've had a friend with me live with me for seven months after his divorce. Yeah. And to have the whole family go, hey, I've never seen Zach smile like this is beautiful. Yet, is it also a little bit like... Would it be weird as you as a family member to go, hey, like what are, what was happening with Zach before this show? Because he has obviously had time to heal. 
he's obviously, you know, done great things when it comes to rehab and, and his involvement with the rehabilitation clinic. But like the fact that Zach hasn't smiled like this before uh, is either a really beautiful thing or it's like, why not? Like, was it really, he's just waiting for his Tasha? I I think that there's a sliver of me that that question crossed my mind while watching this. I guess like you can sort of say like, is this the kind of person who needs somebody in their life to like they're dependent on for happiness or in like, this is the kind of person that can't like be happy on their own. Like you can sort of question that. I'm going to say in this case, like, I don't believe, I don't think that this is something to be concerned okay. about. I think that like, I'm just really excited because it's like the, the cherry on top of his Sunday. Like he's feeling complete. And like, I know that like a lot of people say, and I agree to a certain extent, like you should be complete on your own and you should be happy on your own. But I also, you know, love a good old Jerry Maguire line. You complete me. Like, I just don't mm. think that that's like a bad thing to say, you know? Okay, fair. You enhance no, me, fair. you know? Uh, and I think yeah. that like Zach is definitely enhanced by Taisha. And the one of the things that like was so big here was that he said, I'm fine on my own. I don't need to get married and I don't need to have a family. Like I'm cool with being an uncle. But then he tells his mom that he's ready. Like he, he actually was lying to himself and he was lying to everybody else when he said that because with Taisha – he he's able to openly say that that is what he does crave in life. That was so huge. Uh, huge, Ashley. Like, I, let's not underestimate just how big that is. So um, I, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. My mom listens to the podcast. So she'll know this moment. But probably four years ago now, three years ago, I looked at her and I said, Mom, I want you to know that I'm okay that being single feels like something that maybe is meant for me. And I would love one day to find a partner, but I don't know if it's the thing that I'm meant to do. And, and I just want you to know that and be okay with that. So that like, you're not questioning where I'm at in life. Mm -hmm. And that was a really hard thing for me to say to my mom, because I'm an only child. My mom and dad want grandchildren and I wanted to bring them grandchildren, but it was something that I needed to say to her because I was at that place mentally. And I was also at that place over a lot, like through many seasons of prayer. And, but then I also know the reverse side of that is when you finally look at your parents again, and you say, I'm in love with this woman. She's an incredible partner. She enhances my life and I'm ready to do this now. Mm -hmm. Like in a sense, I don't know if it's true or not, but like in a sense you have to hit, I don't want to call it rock bottom because being single is not rock bottom, but you have to come to a moment of clarity within yourself and then once like you do find that partner that matches everything that you didn't think you were going to find, maybe that does bring the smile to Zach's face that we're talking about. Like maybe that is just like this internal thing inside of him. He's going, Holy cow. I didn't know this existed. And now I feel something I've never felt before. Totally. Now, do you think that you were lying to yourself and your mom when you said that three years no, ago? Three I don't. Ago? I think, I think I was, I think I was prepared to always be single. I think I was, okay with that but preparing I think I was yourself my because vet. like you wanted like you wanted to be okay if that happened like you're kind of like reassuring mm. yourself that you'd be okay sorry not to go yeah, into a therapy no, session no you no, exactly no i think it's fair because i think there's a lot of probably like parallels between what zach was communicating to his mom and what i was communicating communicating to mine is yeah you have to get to a place where you're okay with it 
knowing that like you never dreamed of that. However, you know, there's value in being single. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing wrong with being single. And I think I had to get to a place to say, if this is what my life's going to look like, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, to go back to Zach, I'm answering my own question earlier, but like when you finally find that partner that you feel like fits what it is you're looking for. And that looks back at you and says, I, and I don't think Tasha's done this quite yet, but like, if she looks back at Zach and says, Hey, I love you too. That moment is, is magical. It changes the heart. It changes the mind. And it does bring a different kind of smile and peace to your life mm-hmm. that maybe that is what Zach's feeling right now. I get it Yeah, because you don't think it exists. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And uh, just before we wrap up Zach's date, I think it's also important. You were were talking about how each of the guys seem to like, like love their family even more after Mm -hmm. going through this experience. I want to mention that he he says to his mom that like the impact that he that she's had on his life is like so huge that he wouldn't be alive if it weren't for her strength. Oh, Oh, just incredible. Yeah. And and. And for me, you guys know, like, I don't think I've been hiding it. Like, Zach is 100% who I want her to end up with. I think that Ivan and Brendan are so sweet. I think they're going to make the most fantastic husbands. Like, they're, like, some of the most quality guys we've seen on this show. But I think, like, with Zach and and watching that 15-minute segment with him, like, that feels like love. Like, that just feels like where Tasha's meant to be. I think the other two with, you know, Ivan and Brendan – I feel like there's a lot of potential in those situations and in those families, but I just didn't feel like it was like as strong of a, a like I just felt like she was at home with Zach. Mm. It's uh, and she she almost has this giddiness around Zach that I don't know if I see around these other guys. Like it's almost like she's a little nervous. There's a passion. Um, there's like a serious passion, and it's not just cutesy. You know, like the other two, it's cutesy, but with him, it's like yeah. sexy. It's like heavier. Does that make sense? <laughs> also, yeah. like the Jersey girl in me has like a sweet spot for Zach too. When they go through all the New York things, the whole yeah. hailing a cab was very cute. The pizza and the bagel, like I was all in. Uh so good. Now, can we pause here though, Ash? Because there's one thing about this episode and I've kind of like, just like pounded it now to the ground. But the one thing that stands out this episode is I don't remember to date a more authentic, a more heartfelt hometown episode than this one. Like again, for Zach to say that to his mom, those are life-changing moments for his mother. Like his mom will never forget those words that she said to him on that date, like Brendan's brother won't forget it. Ivan's brother won't forget it. Like these moments are things like I know from my experience, and I'm sure you could say the same about you. These moments are ones that I still keep with me to this day, knowing that when I was at my like most like lonely place during the time on the show, I just recognized again, the people in my life that had always had my back. And I just wanted to tell them. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to shout out from the rooftop. These are good people. I love you. You've got me here. And for Zach to say that to his mom mm-hmm. in this moment mm-hmm. is like, it's just so powerful. And it's just so good about this show that this show does that in these moments. I completely agree. I loved it so much. We've just broken down three dates here. Ivan, Brendan, and Zach's. And they were all powerful in their own way. 
Um, the one obviously that turns a little bit at the end is Ben's, but before we get into Ben Smith state, let's take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to break down the final. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair... The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I 
I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you're still looking for some fun holiday gift ideas, we had some amazing vendors in our holiday gift boxes that we sent out for iHeartRadio's Jingle Ball, and they make some great last-minute gift ideas, like Card Sharks the Game. Just like the hit ABC TV game show, you can now play Card Sharks at home with the official Card Sharks board game from Endless Games. All of the fun of guesstimating answers to quirky questions and higher or lower card guesses. Play solo or in teams with family and friends. Get Card Sharks now at Barnes & Noble, Kohl's, or Amazon.com. Teleties, holiday-themed hair ties. They are the modern scrunchies and the perfect stocking stuffer. Shop now at teleties.com. Diddy Reese cookies are an L.A. staple, and maybe the best cookies you've ever had. There's always a line outside Diddy Reese. Order delivery at diddyreese.com. Hey, I know you've been getting sick of the masks you've been wearing for months now while Dancing with the Stars pro Cheryl Burke and clothing company Bailey Blue created a line of fashionable and comfortable face masks, all 12 unique styles are available at baileybluecloathing.com. Looking for a holiday dress or a gift for someone special? Make Francesca's your holiday shopping destination. With new styles and deals daily, you'll always find something you love at a price you'll love. There's still time. Shop online at francesca's.com, at your local boutique, or in their all-new app. You can count on Francesca's. You'll find something for everyone. This year was all about music for the world's most fashionable dolls, LOL Surprise, from the remix music line 
created their own music album. They are extra, they are fierce, and they're the hottest dolls on kids' holiday lists this year. LOLSurprise.com to check them out. Enchant Christmas is where everyone can make magical Christmas memories, whether that be unique gifts through the Enchant shop or the ability to transform yourself into Santa and make real-life video calls through their Santa Calls app. EnchantChristmas.com. Randy's Donuts, an L.A. legend, is offering ugly Christmas sweater donuts topped with green and red frosting and festive holiday sprinkles available at all locations for the entire month of December. They're the perfect dessert ensemble to help us all get into the holiday spirit. Visit randysdonuts.com for locations or follow them on Instagram at randysdonuts. Also, did you see our cool Instagram video singing to Jingle Bells benefiting Children's Hospital LA? Help donate to CHLA this holiday season. Visit chla.org slash high five today. You can also click the link in our Instagram bio. All right, and we're back, and I'm glad that we separated this date from the other three. The other three really feel cohesive together with me. And then with Ben, I'm going to have a really challenging time describing what I was going through. I was feeling detached, I feel like. Mm. And I feel like I felt detached a lot from Ben. And I know that when I ask people, you know, when I'm out and about and anybody comes up to me, when I read our message boards... I see that a lot of people love Ben. They're really rooting for him to go all the way. And I've felt mm-hmm. like very held back in saying that like that I, I've been rooting for him because I, because I don't know that I have. Um, I feel like he's had like a lot of powerful stories and he's been a strong character. Uh, I think he's very cute. I think that he's a sweet guy, but there's been like something holding me back from from feeling them and maybe it's because he is so guarded and you see that his family friend and his sister both talk about how guarded he is and perhaps it's because you know the depression that he's gone through or like past experiences with girls but there's been something about him for me that just like radiates and like I'm so sorry if I get this wrong this is just what my gut's been saying but he just seems like the guy to me that takes you on a few great dates you're totally swooned by and then you don't hear from him. And maybe and maybe it's because he's scared and he's like the guy that's just like scared to jump into a relationship if he starts feeling feelings. Or maybe he's just not ready. I don't know. I've and then and then we get to this date, and I just feel like there was like something lingering in the air that just didn't feel it it, it made me feel like I just don't want her to end up with him. There's something about this. Like I'm worried for her, her if she picks him in the end. So that's why I was a little bit relieved seeing him go home as hard as that is to say about someone. Well, and like, you know, for Ben, he's guarded yet. He has opened up with some very heavy things throughout this whole season. And, you know, he's talked to Tasha about these things. There is one thing left. There's one thing left for Ben to do that kind of, kind of, wrap the bow on top of their story. And that is to tell Tasha exactly how he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were kind of waiting for that pinnacle moment, right? But also notice that in, normally in the hometown dates, there's, I'd say there's like some expectation to say, I love you, right? That's when you start saying, I'm falling in love with you, or I love you. And that's like kind of the way that they close the car door at the end of the night and drive off. This, I felt like there wasn't that sort of pressure here. Um, maybe it's because, you know, she's had less weeks with them at this point. Um, but but there was pressure for for Ben to say it. And maybe it's just because Ben has been 
quieter about revealing his feelings. Yeah. Well, you know, the truth of this whole thing is we were waiting for this and it just didn't happen. And it felt like the whole date fell short because the whole story wasn't being told, right? Ben is convinced by uh, the ladies in his life during this date that he is in love. And he goes, I am in love. Now, being convinced that you're in love, I I think he already knew it, um, but he had to be told it. And so then the response is, well, is he ready to tell Tasha this? Because it's getting down to the wire. There's some great men left. He knows that. And he doesn't say it. Now, Ashley, I want to ask you this because I don't remember past seasons very well. But at this point in time, usually during a season, like there is some some more heated conversation amongst the families and amongst the the contestants on, hey, like, where are you at? Uh, If if he were to propose to you, would you say yes? Like we only see it with Zach's brother where he's really the only one that fully confronts the situation where it's like, hey, tell me where you're at with these other guys, because that's going to help me understand now. With Ben, it almost feels like it would have helped out if he would have been pushed even harder to say, hey, Ben, if you feel this way about Tasha, you need to tell her. If you don't, then stay quiet. Well, he stayed quiet, and it left a lot to be desired at the end of this date because I went into the final rose ceremony on this show Almost expecting Ben to go home. Oh, you did? Okay. Because yeah. it, it felt like there was so much confusion yet with Tasha, And he had already... So, like, if we go back in their story... I know we're hounding this, but, like, if you go back in their story, Tasha had to directly tell him, Ben, I need you to show up. And when I say show up, like, I just need you to show up and be authentic and honest with me. And he did it in parts, right? He shared a lot about his story. It made sense to all of us as viewers. But in the moment that she needs him to show up the most, which is to say, hey, I've obviously like, I've heard your story. I care about your story. I'm falling for you. He stays quiet. And I just wonder, and I'm assuming here, I wonder if in Tasha's mind, she said, hey, like, I needed somebody to show up. These other guys did show up. I've had to tell Ben to show up to his face. Yeah. He didn't. Mm-hmm. And now and now it needs to be done because I can't keep begging for something that I know exists, yet he won't confront it. Yeah, no, I guess I agree with you. I just felt like it was like a dramatic turn. We, she yeah. seems super happy with the family. And then Definitely. they walk outside, have that conversation on the bench. And she was like, it's over. Or, or like, she got, she didn't say it's over. <laughs> she showed obvious irritation. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's just because she's like, okay, I've told you to open up a zillion times, and why do I have to tell you before you do each time now? Yeah, and I, and I think that would get frustrating. Like, in a relationship, that would get tiring. Now, Bachelor Nation is going to freak out, right? Like, they love all these guys. I I think Ben obviously has a lot of support behind him, as he should. So this is going to be a very controversial exit. However, I do think that the viewers will understand it if we do look at it from that perspective of, hey, I've asked you to show up, you didn't. Why do I always have to ask you to show up? And because you didn't this time, it's time for us to separate and go our different ways. Yeah, I mean, let us know. Maybe she had the same sense as I had. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
I'm a little bit at a, I'm not really like at a loss for it, but I feel like I need to watch it again. I need to watch that transition from like leaving the family to going on the bench and then her walking away from him all irritated. Well, there was a lot left unsaid. I think that's the best way to summarize that. Now, obviously we see the end of the episode where uh, Ben does go home. Uh, He does not receive a rose. It is a, a very heartfelt exit. Uh, we see Tasha and Ben sitting on the bench together. Um, and it, it hurts. I think it hurts them both. I think there's frustration probably between them both. You hear Ben say, uh, once again, I messed up. Um, he, it's hard now to backtrack and try to fix it. So we see Ben going home and we're left with three great guys, Ivan, Zach, and Brendan walking into fantasy suite week, uh, which will be a huge week for them and their relationships. Uh, Ashley, we're going to pause again here. What an episode it was. I think this was, I mean, I think the best way to summarize the hometowns this season are uh, authentic, heartfelt, um, and heart pulling. Uh, but let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down bachelor headlines from this week. Uh, and, uh, man, what an episode it was. We'll be back with the almost famous podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on 
you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with Bachelor Headlines brought to you by Affirm. If you've listened to the podcast in the past couple of weeks, you know why we love Affirm. It is perfect because of the holiday season. You're getting all the gifts for friends and family. And you want to get them all or you want to get big ticket items. 
but paying for them, like, you know, whew, you're like, I want to get them now, but I don't really want to pay for them now. Well, with a firm, you can pay over time. At thousands of stores like Walmart, Pottery Barn, Casper Sleep, Poshmark, Priceline. So yeah, whether you're trying to find that big ticket item or just get everything done from your list, a firm gives you a smarter and more transparent alternative to your credit card. With no late fees or hidden charges, a firm tells you exactly how much you owe and when you'll be done paying for those things. So you can buy the perfect gifts today with no <laughs> gotchas tomorrow. Visit affirm.com slash famous to shop the latest in electronics, fashion, home goods, travel, and more. Then pick the payment plan that's best works for you. Head to affirm.com slash famous to get started today. That's affirm.com slash famous or download the free Affirm app for eligible customers. First Bachelor headline for Ashley Iconetti to break down is Claire Crowley suggests she wasn't allowed to attend Bachelorette's Men tell all. Dale Moss slams Yosef, obviously, which we won't talk about a lot during this episode. But this according to Us Weekly. Yeah, so Claire's always trying to hint things at us for from based on what she likes on social media. She did tweet herself, I wish they would have let me be in attendance to let these men know in person how much their words and support have meant to me. Thank you, gentlemen. Sounds kind of sassy. Sounds like she was a little annoyed that she didn't have her own tell-all or wasn't part of this. Uh, she also she also said uh, <clears throat> she also liked a series of tweets on Monday night, including one that suggested that they shouldn't have had the villain Yosef come back again. Like, let's not give this guy more screen time. This is what he obviously craves. I totally agree. Yosef probably, you know, shouldn't have gotten more screen time. Uh, but, you know, this this is a reality TV show and they need entertainment. And of course, as gross as he came across, it was still entertaining to see somebody who's so like beyond conception. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you just can't believe that like somebody like him exists. Anyway, Ben, you tweeted something great last night. It's perfectly worded. You said, if everyone around you feels like you are not behaving correctly or that you are causing damage with your actions, you should humble yourself to listen. And your opinion alone is not always the truth. Beneficial, right, and loving. Accountability is actually an incredible thing. So well said there. And Dale had to, you know, get this off his chest as well. He said, he sounds more like me. He goes, this fool had enough pride and arrogance to sit on TV and believe that's how a man should act towards a woman. Even condoning that type of act towards his daughter. Even condoning that act towards his own daughter. How people ever actually defended someone like this and his actions is mind numbing. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, as we said, like no need to give Yosef any more screen time, but uh, obviously Claire and Dale and myself and many others were upset that uh, this had happened in the way it did and the language used around it. But we're going to move on to Matt James's season. Now, We'll have uh, one of our most popular episodes here coming up in just a few weeks after Tasha's season's over, where we break down uh, each and every cast member, knowing nothing about them other than their picture, their hometown, their name, their profession. And at that point in time, we're going to pick um, some of our favorites and who we think you should look out for. We're never right, 
Um, in fact, most of the time I'm super wrong on everything. However, it's a lot of fun to do. It's always a good practice. Um, but if we skip kind of the cast member breakdown, which again, we'll have a whole episode about here in just a few weeks, make sure you tune in for it. Mm -hmm. There is an interesting headline that talks about, uh, some mystery bachelor alum joining Matt James's cast. This is a big deal. Now, Ashley, you are in the know when it comes to Bachelor Nation. What? Tell us about the story, and then who do you think it is? So interesting, right? Well, a lot of people are thinking it's Hannah because Hannah, of course, created a great friendship with Matt during the quarantine crew when they were all down in Florida quarantining with Tyler. Well, you know what? We're gonna. I think we're gonna need the detectives out there to see who was possibly off social media throughout a couple weeks during the fall or I I guess in the instance that this person doesn't stick around very long maybe just a week does anybody even notice if somebody's been off Instagram for a week I don't know Mm. Uh, if it was a major character in the franchise I would say that that would be obvious but if it was you know somebody that maybe hasn't made a huge splash then I think they can get away with not having their phone for a while, and people people wouldn't catch up, catch on, catch on to it. So um, I don't know. You guys send in your theories. Um, I don't think it's going to be Hannah. I no, I don't think it's Hannah. Don't think it's Anna at all. I think that if there is any spark there, it would um, have already, you know, um, been experimented with i also think that she and matt have a very strong friendship those are the vibes that we've gotten through their social media so i'm gonna throw out a guess for fun jen saviano uh interesting from uh the 20th season of the bachelor Your season. uh which which i was able to take part in uh that would be interesting um yeah it, i'm thinking it's somebody like from like my season like i'm thinking somebody that has been in the franchise a bit hasn't found love, uh, saw Matt James and was like, this is my dude and went on to give it a shot. And that would be awesome, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that would be a cool thing to have happen. Who knows who it is? Now, Matt James's wild ride uh, is continuing. Chris Harrison is speaking out a lot right now about this season. There's obviously a lot of press around it. But there's a funny story that goes on where Chris Harrison admits that Matt James had no idea what a rose ceremony was. Uh, this, according to Us Weekly. <laughs> Which means that he never watched Tyler's season with Hannah? I don't know. I guess, uh, right? Yeah, so Harrison said that sometimes the producers would just be, like, explaining how a day was going to go. He's like, we'd all be talking, like, a thousand miles an hour, just, like, assuming that he knew the ropes. And then Matt would stop them and be like, hey, guys, I uh, don't know what they're saying. He even said, I don't know what a rose ceremony is. And he's like, and then like the producers were like, wow, um, oh my gosh, okay, we got to teach this guy a thing or two. Harrison also recently said that there were times throughout the season where he and Matt had words with each other. He also said that there were moments where they hugged and loved each other. He said he's a, he's a terrific man. Uh, he loved going through this with them. But he said, like, if you don't go through those like highs and lows, you're probably not doing it right. So maybe there's not anything to like really worry about with like we had words with each other, but like you didn't have words with Harrison while filming your season. I feel like a a lot of bachelors don't get heated with Harrison. Do you think this is just like some good clickbait for us? Like a nice a nice quote, or is there really gonna be some friction there? I think there's friction. 
Uh, and I think they have a lot of respect for each other. Uh, from everything I understand about how this season is, and I don't know a lot about the outcome, but I do know, uh, you know, who Matt is. I've been able to talk to him a few times. Uh, I, I think he stands strong in the things he believes, and I think Harrison st- stands strong in the thing he things he believes, which is a fair thing to do, right? Nobody's asking the bachelor or bachelorette just to, uh, you know, it's one of the cool parts about being the lead. There's no rules. And so if you want to stand up for something, stand up for it. And I'm sure there was moments during this whole thing where Matt said, no, I'm not doing that. Or I don't agree with this. And that's a terrific thing to do. Everybody always wants to blame editing and producers for everything, but I've preached it since the time I got the show. You have every ability to say no, like, and like, everybody's going to agree. Like nobody's going to fight you on that. If you put your foot down and say, I'm not doing that. Or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna behave this way or whatever. The producer will say, "Okay, that's your call." And so I hope Matt did that because I think he's a good dude. I think when he does that, it's gonna be for the right reasons, even if it's not the best decision. I think he's gonna have the best intentions when he puts his foot down. Yeah. All right. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be super good. Now, here's a little uh, going back to Claire for a second. Another headline that just came up this week. It's just super interesting. This is really interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we've we've not doubted that Claire was very excited about dating Dale. In <laughs> fact, uh, if you remember right, she left this season a few weeks in to date Dale. Uh, and then on the uh, kind of sit down with him, she told Dale that she was uh, like ready to start having babies. And like that was a moment that we all kind of went, oh, no, because he kind of reacted uh, hesitantly. Well, Claire Crowley clarifies this week. She has to clarify her relationship status with Dale Moss after calling him her husband. This according to Us Weekly. So on Thursday night, they were around New York, I believe. And she says, nothing makes me happier. Oh, maybe it was South Dakota. I don't know. It looked cold outside and it was dark. And she said, nothing makes me happier than grocery shopping with my husband. And it's like, okay. So then, of course, she posts another Instagram story slide and says, slip of the tongue, we aren't married. It's like, slip of the tongue? You recorded yourself saying it. Then you pressed send. You know, you pressed upload. That was not a slip of the tongue. That was like, (laughs) no, that was something to get people talking. What do you think? Uh, I don't. You know what? Like, if it was meant to get people talking, then that was a very strategic move. However, I see it more being like a uh, slip of the tongue. Yeah, I feel like she's just overly excited. Not overly. I mean, she's engaged and in love with this dude. So I don't know if you can be overly excited about the future. I think she's just so excited that she said it, posted it, and then realized, oh, no, I got to backtrack. However, I never thought about it. It could definitely be a uh, a strategic move to get people talking. It would feel weird, like um, that's you. That's just exactly you telling Jess that she's. I can't. I love going grocery shopping with my wife. You wouldn't do that. No, because yeah, exactly. Like if anything, I still like at times like call like her my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm always one step behind. Like <laughs> we're, you know, I'm super excited about marrying the girl, but like. I still like, for whatever reason, am more likely to refer to her as my girlfriend. I'm getting better at fiance. We're getting used to it. We're a few months into that. See, my, like, I think that girlfriend and fiance are way more aligned than fiance and wife. So maybe it's just personal preference or like the way that we Mm. think of marriage. Because I was like all about official, 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 official. Like with Jared, I would, 
like I we need to make sure that that marriage certificate was like signed and sent and all of that the day that we got married. Like I was like, I want it to be official before I call you husband. Like I don't want to just have the ceremony and say, I was like, I want it in in spirituality sense and in legal sense until I say yeah. husband. I don't know. Well, it's definitely uh, a headline. Interesting to read. Well, another headline and the final headline when we are all celebrating. Uh, Emily Ferguson, uh, who you know from the 20th season of The Bachelor, with uh, they're on there with their <laughs> sister Haley. Um, Bachelor star Emily Ferguson engaged to William Carlson. The quote is, I get to marry the man of my dreams. This according to people. This was so exciting. So very funny story on my I Don't Get It podcast this week. We had Emily come on. We were talking a little Bachelor, but, you know, my other podcast is called I Don't Get It. So you come with an I Don't Get It in mind before you talk about whatever topic you're going to talk about. And she said, my biggest I don't get it is why Will hasn't proposed to me. It just makes no sense. We've been together for three years. She's like, you know, in her classic Emily fashion, just venting so honestly and hilariously about how he had yet to pop the question. She's like, I think Haley might get engaged before me. I'm like so over this. It's exhausting waiting. And then I pull up my Instagram a couple days ago and I see that ring on her finger and like that very engagey looking post. And I was like, no way. That's so awesome. That's so, so awesome. So, yes, they got engaged on Sunday. Uh, You know, he's a professional hockey player. He plays for the Vegas Knights. They've been together for three years and you can see the video on her Instagram. The way he did it was so funny because we all know that Emily and Haley like love to be done up, their hair done, their makeup done, like a yeah. cute outfit. They, you know, that's just them. They they don't really show themselves off like without being totally done up. And he decided to propose to her when they were on a hike. She was wearing a sweatshirt, sweatpants. She had her hair in a bun. She had just gotten a fresh spray tan. So she may have been like a little bit orange. <laughs> and she says in the video, she goes, are you you're doing this now? Like, why are you doing this now? It was so on brand for her. I loved it. It was great. Well, hey, we'll celebrate Emily uh, and William, uh, her fiance. What a thing to have. Love exists everywhere. Well, hey, Tasha's story of love is going to continue. Uh, obviously, next week with the Fantasy Suites, we'll be here to break down the Fantasy Suites uh, episode. It's going to be one that is very telling. Very I emotional, well, hey. too, I imagine. These guys are so in um, love. Is so in love, so emotional, so real, so authentic. What a great season so far. We'll be back next week with the Almost Famous Podcast. Thanks for listening. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See ya. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.